Welcome to Talking Ball, everyone. I'm Jaden Wardwell. I'm Big Matt Wallen. And I'm YC Kinsey Lugrop. All right, so biggest news in football recently is that after being out of football throughout the offseason in the early part of the NFL season, former San Francisco 49er safety Eric Reed is back in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers announced Thursday morning that they have signed Reed to a one-year contract in the wake of, si- of starting safety Denoris Searcy being put on injured reserve prior to week three. Now, of course, the big event in this is that Eric Reed was kneeling right beside Colin Kaepernick during the first anthem protest and has stood along him ever since. Luke, thoughts on this signing by the Panthers? Well, I mean, as a player, it's a great signing. Eric Reed's a good player. I don't think that's undoubted. Mm-hmm. He's a good safety, and he played really well. But um, unfortunately, he's brainwashed, and that's a problem. I mean, but it's like it's like a pimple. You pop it at the epicenter with the epicenter being Colin Kaepernick, then all this goes away. Um, I don't think Eric Reed's a big problem. I don't think he caused as much. I don't think he caused even as close to the distraction that Colin Kaepernick did. To be honest, I didn't even know he was a kneeler. Yeah, until this. me neither. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I think I maybe heard something back about it when it happened. But honestly, um, Eric Reed isn't going to do anything about it. Colin Kaepernick is barely doing anything about it. I mean, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Sure. It, let's say they have a worthy cause by kneeling during the national anthem. They already got their point across. Everybody knows it. Colin Kaepernick hasn't been relevant for a good year now in actual football. The only things he's been relevant for are off the field stuff. And if he wants to stay relevant off the field, he's got to be relevant on the field. Eric Reed is a different story. He's been a guy who's been able to be a good safety for the majority of his career. Um, hopefully, he'll figure out how to just kind of do his job, go there. Don't protest, and hopefully he'll be able to make some more money and pursue his career. In his five-year career, he made the pro ball his rookie year. He's only 26 years old right now. He could become a great safety like he was. I like the signing by the I, I think he still is a great safety. He is a great safety. He's only been out for an offseason in three He'll years. get you a couple of interceptions a year like he has been his entire career. So I like this signing by the Panthers. I think he can really bolster that secondary. Luke, if this was Colin Kaepernick, who was just signed by the Panthers, would you have the same reaction? Um, no, not really, because Colin Kaepernick's a scrub. He's not going to start over Cam Newton. I mean, they can sign him. It's like, it's like signing. It's like signing a ball boy. I mean, you're not. I mean, yeah. I mean, Colin Kaepernick succeeded in the two years that the read option actually worked in the NFL, and ever since that, it's been pretty bad for him. He's also a 30-year-old quarterback right now. He's not going to get much better mm-hmm. than he was. And 30-year-old quarterbacks to rely on their legs heavily is always a little scary. Yeah, I mean, the only 30-year-old quarterback in the NFL is doing good right now is Fitzmagic, obviously. He's obviously the best 30-year-old quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah. That, that, why is, would you care, would you care to argue about it? No, we don't need to right now. We don't need to right now. We're gonna stay out of it. But yeah, like you said, um, not a big deal if I thought the if if the Panthers picked up Colin Kaepernick because there's no way he's gonna start up a Cam Newton. Cam and Newton. on Sunday when the anthem's blaring, we'll see if this is was if this was a good signing or not. Yeah, if, I mean, and Cam, Cam Newton just not only he's a better quarterback, he's just a better physical specimen. If Kaepernick was signed as a quarterback by the Panthers here, he would that would just um make sure that he's getting money from a contract from pro teams, but. That would mean his career would pretty much just be at a backup role. In my opinion, if this was Colin Kaepernick, this would be way bigger news. Obviously, mainly because he's a quarterback and he's the epicenter of this whole thing. But like I touched on earlier, I think we're going to see if this was a good signing and a valid signing when the anthem's playing on Sunday and if he's kneeling or not. Um, 
in my opinion, there's no room to be doing that in the NFL. What, no matter what your beliefs are, this is football. Let's play the game. Let's show some respect to our country. We ha- we have a tremendous amount of freedom to be able to play football like this every week. But um, yeah, if Eric Reed keeps kneeling, I believe he needs to be cut, and I'm sure the Panthers have already addressed that in some form. In other news in the NFL, this has been going on today, and for the past, I mean, ever since the offseason started, really, and he started to hold out Le'Veon Bell, Pittsburgh Steelers running back. He's, you know, pretty much obviously the best running back in the league, all pro, pro bowler, just a really good running back, really good guy. And he's looking after his money right now, but uh, Pittsburgh just keeps wanting to franchise tag him, and he's not having that. But anyways, trade rumors have been circulating around him. Front runners have emerged being the Jets, the Colts, the Patriots have been thrown in the mix, as well as my Eagles. Luke, where do you think is the best fit for Le'Veon? I think, honestly, if you're Le'Veon Bell, the biggest slap in the face of the Steelers would be going to the Eagles, but you're going to get Kevin Durant for that. I think he would fit very well in the Jets' offense. The Jets, and with him I, and, I don't, okay. I think with him and Isaiah Crowell, they could be extremely dangerous, but Isaiah Crowell also has the talent to be an RB1. So, I mean, who were you mentioning besides the Jets? And the, okay, but I, I need to go back to the Philadelphia thing. I don't think it's nearly the same as the Kevin Durant thing because, A, he was traded, and, B, the Eagles, are, I mean, yes, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, but they're nowhere near the stratosphere that the Warriors are in the NBA. True, and to be honest, you may disagree, but their running game isn't, as super team esque as you would say the Golden State Warriors. No, right? no, it's it's a running back by committee kind of system going on right now. Yeah, sure. Corey Clements is a solid goal line running back. Darren Sproles is a solid back. Jay Jai is a solid back, but solid back. But you know, none of those guys are going to have games where they pop off for two hundred plus in multiple touchdowns like Le'Veon Kim. I think yeah, I think Le'Veon would be a great fit in um, Philadelphia. I like Le'Veon Bell. It's tough to keep him on my fantasy team right now, but I'm really hoping something yeah, you happens got soon. You. you got it. So what do you think about a potential New England deal? Um I mean you got Rex Burkett on the IR. Um Here's the thing, though. You're, the New England's going to go through a struggling period once Brady's out of there and once Gronk's going to hang up the hat. So. And they're going to need someone like Le'Veon. Yeah, to help and I don't know. think, but I don't think Le'Veon's going to want to get out there. Especially, I, I, I see him. I see him going to a decent with Le'Veon. Team. That could be a ring this year, and you know, this year, yes. But the problem is, New England's probably not going to pay him how he wants to. And after a year, it could be over for him with no contract because we've seen it before. If New England doesn't want to pay someone, they'll ship him away or they'll let him go. When Tom Brady retires and Gronk retires as well, the Patriots are going to go through a rebuilding period. And Le'Veon Bell is not the type of person you want for a rebuilding team considering you're going to have to pay him a lot of money now for a long contract and he's just going to get older. And rebuilding periods, they do take a while. So he's not going to be as good when that rebuilding period is finally done. The past two years, Le'Veon's had 1,200-plus in each of them, pretty much 1,300 last year. He's averaging four yards of carry or more for his whole career, pretty much. And he's also a huge threat out of the backfield. And I'm not just saying this is a biased Eagles fan, but I really think it would fit well in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. Having a guy over Darren Sproles who can do what he does is going to be very convenient because Darren Sproles is a little, getting a little older and he can't catch the ball and run like he used to. But give him a little bit more breaks with Le'Veon in there and he'll do better. So it won't just be good for Le'Veon to have that passing game open for him and the best offensive line in football. It'll also be good for the other Eagles' backs to have more time to sit, calm down, and then do what they need to do at a more effective level. Next up, we're going to do a little bit of biggest pleasant surprise and biggest bad surprise in the NFL so far. Luke, I'm pretty sure I could already tell you what your biggest pleasant surprise is, but why don't you just go ahead and fill our brains with rot? 
I don't think I walk alone on this. I think our other panelist, Big Matt Wallen, feels the same. But the biggest surprise, the greatest surprise right now in the NFL is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's the best quarterback he, in the league right now. 100%. He's the best quarterback in the league You're right just now. riding him because you got him on your fantasy team. No, I, I, I was even riding him before I signed him off the waivers Don't week two. Don't talk with this blasphemy that he's the best quarterback in right the league. Right now, he's the best quarterback in the league. If I could have any quarterback for week four... I'm taking Tom Brady, just like everybody else should. I'm taking. Oh yeah, this for his great performance against the Lions. It doesn't matter how he's playing; it matters. These are the, these are the same Lions that lost seventeen whatever, whatever, to forty-eight whatever. to the Jets. Whatever you're a typical, okay, the greatest, you're the a greatest typical s- Carolina Panthers fan or a fan of any why other would I, team why like would, them. Why, no, why no, would, no, you're a typical fan of a team that doesn't win Super Bowls because you can't appreciate. Listen, that why would I want? Why would I be supporting matter. someone else in my division? If the in the I'm in a the Panthers NFL, fan. If you I don't like the Bucks. In the NFL, you. Can win, if you win nine games, you can win a Super Bowl. It's not like in the NBA where you need to be a first or second seed. Um, I think the eighth seed could win sometime, and that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing. This is Linsanity. This, this is isn't Linsanity. This is the best surprise in football. Oh, my God. He is going to start over Jameis Winston this week. He's he going to start over Jameis Winston next week and the week following because he is magic. The stuff he does, throwing up. You're, the, you throwing sound up like the, Skip freaking Bayless. Right throwing now. up the three fingers in the circle. He made you look. You he's got, the you best like quarterback Skip. in yes, the league. Yes, he's had a great three games. So what? He's not going to continue it. There's a reason he's been a career backup, and there's a reason. Reason Jameis Winston was the clear-cut number one pick in the draft. But the over, thing may is, I remind you, a Marcus Mariota who had one of the best college football seasons of all time. Jameis Winston still was the first pick over. The thing is, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's the best quarterback in the league right now through the first three games. Why would you start Jameis Winston over that? High exactly. It, okay. Jameis Winston improved dramatically last year. I don't have his stats in front of me, but right has now, he ever been the top quarterback in the league? It doesn't matter. Jameis Winston came out of college as a prospect. Fitz Magic has been in the league for what? Twelve years? Fitz Magic! Fitz Magic! Stop! Stop! Okay. Fitz Magic has been in the league for what? Twelve, thirteen years now? Jameis Winston's been in it for like, I think this would be his fourth or fifth year. It's ridiculous to say that Jameis Winston should already be the best quarterback in the league. He has had his struggles, but he made great strides last year. And sitting him on the bench right after that season is ridiculous. I don't care about this silly, petty stuff he does off the field. He can get his act together. They just need to have someone with him at all times off the field. But Ryan Fitzpatrick has been a career backup for a reason. He's been average his whole career. One spurt doesn't prove anything to me. You know who doesn't need someone off the field? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick right now, he's hot. Why would you bench him? It's like baseball. Why would you bench someone who has a hot bat? It's not like baseball. Why would you bench someone who has a hot bat? This is the most important position in football. You can't mess around with a 34-year-old backup that's been average his whole career. The best position. He's not even the best league. I would pick Patrick Mahomes over for hottest quarterback in the league. Dude, the most essential position in football is the kicker. No, just stop with that crap. You know that a quarterback Bro, you know is that a tight end. Wins. You know... Dude, can, can we just kick Big Matt off the podcast you, right now? No, dude. Kickers have more game-winning opportunities and more no, no, situations you than know some quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the fourth the wins. What? Okay, uh, let's just... Adam Vinatieri is one of, probably the best kicker of all time. Are the Colts a good football team? Well, if they, they would be if they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, my God. Stop with The Ryan Ravens Fitz- are exactly. good because they have Justin He's, Tucker. 
He's, I wish I could. I'm daydreaming about T.Y. Hilton and Ryan. You guys Patrick. think you're they so cool be because yeah, you can team up on me and make me sound more quiet. But so what, your point isn't valid. He's no. a quarterback who's been average his whole career. Who's but he's the hospital. best he's in the league right, right now. now. Shut the hell up, big man. Twelve hundred. You don't know what you're talking games. about. Twelve hundred and three games. It doesn't matter. It's just a little hot. Spurt. He's slinging it. It's just a little Mike hot. Mike Evans spurt. had twelve receptions for hundred and thirty-seven yards. Yeah. He's finding guys. And he's he was never paid. like that he's, with Jameis. He, Mike Evans is also being paid to have. 12 receptions for 137 yards. We gotta have a go quarterback to get him that get that 12 times against a team that was in the AFC championship. I'm done done with this. Okay, for me, the biggest surprise of the NFL season isn't the 34-year-old average quarterback who has a few games good games turned together. It's the young guy who's doing it out of nowhere, Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech. He's throwing the ball hot. He is averaging more touchdowns again than anybody in the league right now. He has more touchdowns in the first three games of an NFL season than anybody, including Peyton Manning, who once threw 55 in a season. Patrick Mahomes is hot out of his mind, and he is the hottest quarterback in the league like right now. Not Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's for sure. I 100% stand behind what I'm about to say, and I'm pretty sure I can get Big Matt to as well. If Ryan Fitzpatrick, the way he's playing right now, had the same amount of weapons as the Chiefs offense did or do right now, he'd be doing the exact oh same. Oh my God! Or better. He threw a seventy-five-yard touchdown to OJ, whatever the heck his name is. OJ Howard. Because the Eagles don't know how to play defense, but they just won the Super Bowl before the season. You said yeah. the Eagles had yeah, the best had, defense in the league. You did. Yeah. Come playoff time, we'll we'll talk more about this once it's playoff time and the men are separated from the boys. Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't even going to be on an NFL listen, roster in two listen, years. Patrick. Buccaneers, will be winning MVP. These Buccaneers are making it to the NFC Championship. Oh my you God. Have DBs, I can't believe. Like, you have DBs like Chris Conte playing with a torn ACL. I they are standing behind I can't magic. believe you are actually saying They're this. making the NFC Championship. You're going you're gonna to get kicked off the podcast when it's playoff time because this prediction is going to be so laughable. No. He, I hope that if you ever make it on ESPN, someone surfaces this. No. Someone he is leading the Buccaneers thing. to a divisional win. They're winning the NFC South. They're winning 10 games. They're jokes on you NFC when they're picking ninth in the draft next year. No, sir. Yeah, you, jokes on you. Know, you know, this reminds me a lot of Mark Sanchez when he had that one or two good years with the Jets, and he did make it to the championship game. Or yeah, but this Bowl, team isn't but... as good. It doesn't have a defense like those Jets teams did. This team is just hot. It happens. Who did they it's have on that games. Jets defense? It's the first three games of the season. It literally has no Absolutely no importance. So what will you say if it's Patrick throws four touchdowns and let's say one pick and four hundred yards again this week? Then yeah, he's still hot. If he can do it, if he can do it through eight games, Luke, I'll give it to you that he's legit. It's gonna take you eight games of him throwing four hundred yards a game. Well, let's see how many years did LeBron play? That's thirty-two hundred. LeBron was in the NBA for ten years before he won a championship, and people didn't call him legit until then. Most most quarterbacks don't even throw thirty-two hundred yards in a full season. If Tom Brady can do it for twenty years, Fitzpatrick can do it for eight games. Is that the only better athlete right now than Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is Levar Ball? Oh my. For me, my biggest surprise right now, and it's not really a surprise to me, but for a lot of people it is a surprise. He's kind of a sleeper wide receiver. Down in Houston for the Texans, Will Fuller, who in the two weeks that he has played so far, he put up 113 yards and one touchdown against the Titans and 101 yards and one touchdown against the Giants. 
and he is actually outperforming DeAndre Hopkins right now, who in my opinion is a top five wide receiver in the league. But the Texans, they haven't been able to get any wins so far, but they do have the potential to come back from this 0-3 start and start putting up some wins with Deshaun Watson. He's a great second-year quarterback. I think he can really start to pick it up. And then you've got DeAndre Hopkins, and then you've got Will Fuller, and I'm really excited to see the Texans as they move forward. Speaking of the Texans, that's my biggest bad surprise in my opinion. I picked them to go 12-4 and this year, and it just hasn't looked good. I think they can turn it around, but we're going to have to see. It's just been a bad surprise for me this year. I thought Deshaun Watson was going to perform much better, and they've got good receivers like DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. They've got big pieces on the defense like J.J. Watt, Tyron Matthew, Jadevian Clowney, and not to mention Kevin Johnson is one of the best corners in the league. Um, I just... If I'm the Texans, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I'm very disappointed in the way this season's gone so far. And if they go 0-4, you can probably start writing them off for playoffs. Um, They absolutely need a win this week. It is a must-win game for them. But, yeah, they've been a bad surprise for me so far. For me, it would have to be the New England Patriots. Um, They've been playing very um, under... What's the word? They're underachieving. Yeah, underachieving to the max. I mean, like I mentioned like about 10 minutes ago, the Jets beat the Lions 48-17. to This is a Jets team that hasn't been in the AFC Championship in almost, what, a decade? Yeah, it's been a long time. And this is a Super Bowl winning Patriots team. of This is supposed to be a dynasty. And they just lost by two possessions, the, the, the maximum of two possessions, 16 points, to that same team that got blown out by the Jets. I mean... It was very underperforming from Tom Brady. I don't even think he threw for a touchdown. He had an interception as well. Um, I'm, I'm really worried for them. I, I, and it's really my biggest negative surprise. For me, the biggest disappointment on the Patriots right now isn't the offense. It's actually the defense. They're one of the least efficient defenses in the league right now. And they've got no pass rush and no secondary. And that just makes for one of the worst defenses in the league. For me, my biggest um, surprise that's bad right now is LaShawn McCoy with the Bills right now. In the two games that he's played, he's only put up 61 yards. And in the past couple of years, he's been great with the Bills, even though they've really had no offense. He put up 1,100 yards last year and 1,200 yards in 2016 and put up 19 touchdowns in that span. But this year, he's off to a very slow start, no touchdowns yet. And I don't think it's because the Bills' offense is doing bad. I think it's more just because he's getting older and he's starting to regress. All right, now we're finally going to be shifting sports for once. As baseball season is winding down, only about three games left. We're going to go through and do all our division winners with a quick explanation. Let's just start with the obvious one, AL East. Matt, just just tell us why the Red Sox are going to win it. The Red Sox are going to win it because, well, they already clinched the division. And... In my opinion, I think the AL East is one of the better divisions in the American League. You've got the Orioles, worst team in the league, though. But the Red Sox and the Yankees, Red Sox, best team in baseball right now. Yankees... Rays could win 90 games. Yeah, the Rays are a really good team, too, with Blake Snell, who, in my opinion, is a Cy Young winner. 1.9 ERA with 21 wins, also. Wins don't matter. Sure, wins don't matter, but that's like the biggest argument towards Jacob deGrom right now, who has the best ERA in baseball, so... Blake Snow's doing it 
um, well on both sides. So is there any other option for Cy Young there? Um, yeah, um, he's definitely having a great year. I think the Red Sox are obviously one of the best teams in the MLB has ever seen, and we'll see when it comes to playoff time how well they do. But, um, Luke, who you got in the AL Central? For the AL Central, if, if I'm right, isn't it clinched already? Yeah, the, the, Indians. the Indians have clinched it. Yeah, um, I don't really expect anything special for the Indians. They've kind of been a sleeper team, though. You don't see a lot of people talking about the Indians, and they still make it to 90 games. Not but... many 90-win division winners, though, in baseball. Yeah, that. What, what, what do you mean? Like, n- not many division winners only win 90 games. Oh, the, yes, that's typically very true. But um, they've kind of gone under the radar. Their division, in my opinion, is the worst in baseball right now. It's not even close, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the worst in baseball. The Indians were The very... NL East has been very dysfunctional, but they've had some surges. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies were good for a long time in that. But with the AL Central, I mean, these are all basically... This is where teams that were good two to ten years ago go to die. Mm-hmm. All right, AL West, Astros, Athletics, Mariners. I believe the Astros have already clinched it with 100 wins. But what are your expectations in the playoffs for them, Luke? Um, obviously, they're the World Series defending champions, like you said. But... Um... They're in a very competitive division. I mean, the Mariners aren't going to make the playoffs, and they had a good year. The Athletics were hot for a very long time. They've kind of cooled down. But, I mean, I think they're the second most competitive um, division, competitive division mm-hmm. behind, obviously, the Because the Mariners Central. aren't any slouches either. Yeah. I, I mean, the Athletics have been playing very well. I think the Astros are obviously – they're still my pick to win the AL. I think the Red Sox are good. Um, I don't know if they have what it takes to beat a seven-game battle-tested Astros team, though. All right, NL East, I'll get this one. Uh, this is, a, like I said earlier, this is a division that's withgone a lot of dysfunction. They've had some very hot starches by teams like the Natties and the Phillies and even the Braves. But, um, yeah, the Braves have already clinched this one. I don't see them really going anywhere in the playoffs. Um, yeah, th- this is just a poor division that ended the season very, very poorly. Uh, for the NL West... It's really close right now here at the end of the stretch. Both the Dodgers and the Rockies have three games left. Rockies have a home three-game series against the Nationals. And the Dodgers have a three-game series against the Giants. And the Dodgers are only one game behind, but the Rockies right now are on a seven-game win streak. And they just out they just swept the Phillies in a four-game series, outscoring them like 40-5 to five or something. Really disappointed about that, Jaden. Come on. You should tell your Phillies to do better. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, NL Central, Luke, your Cubbies are in it. What yeah, you got going for them? Cubbies are going to win. We have the advantage over the Brewers by essentially two games because we have the tie. This is another very, very good division. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very possible that, don't cry, Big Mad, the Cardinals may slip in over the Dodgers if they played well against the Cubs this weekend. But They still have to be able to win the games against the Cubs. That's true. We just don't want any more Dodgers posts sent to us. Sent to us for so we're looking forward to a Cardinals sweep this week. But um, yeah, that does it for baseball pretty much. But um, we'll just get right into it before we sign out. Who's going to the World Series? Cubs, Red Sox. I mean, Cubs, Astros. Sorry. If the Dodgers make the um, playoffs, I could see them making it to the oh championship series God. against the Cubs again, like the prophecies have foretold to do until the end of time. But if not, I see the Cubs getting into the World Series pretty easily. And then Red Sox, best team in baseball right now. It'd be kind of a shock if they didn't make it. I'm going to stick with my original pick. I think the A's are going to get very hot again. They're going to beat the Red Sox in the ALCS in a probably one of the best ALs or probably one of the best championship Champions League series that we have ever seen. 
and I think the Brewers are going to get in the get in in the end. I think they're a very very complete team. But that's going to do it today for Talking Ball. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure to share with a friend, and tune in next week.